ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, the uh, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 533, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order, this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1 Kings chapter 8 verses 33 through 43. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for the earlier prayer meetings this morning and I pray that you would hear and answer all of our prayers and requests. I praise you and thank you for your holy word that promises, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so, Lord, we have confidence based upon your holy word that you will hear and answer our prayers. Grant me now your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing to pray, to read your holy word, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word, and to preach your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible at 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 33 through 43. When thy people Israel be smitten down before the enemy, 
because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name, and turn from their sin when thou afflictest them. Allow me to read that again. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk and give rain upon thy land which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands toward this house. Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and do and give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou, even thou only, knowest the hearts of all the children of men, that they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning a stranger that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake. For they shall hear of thy great name, and of thy strong hand, and of thy stretched out arm, 
when he shall come and pray toward this house. Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee, as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have builded is called by thy name. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your holy word. And thank you by the power of your Holy Spirit for speaking to our hearts through your holy word. Help us to meditate on it and help us to live by it and help us to learn from it and to obey it and to proclaim your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Hatton Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast. This is episode 572. Today we're reading in this devotional, uh, devotional, John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Dr. Spurgeon goes on to share in a devotional way, this age is peculiarly the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, 
in which Jesus cheers us, not by his personal presence, as he shall do by and by, but by the indwelling and constant abiding of the Holy Ghost, who is evermore the comforter of the church. It is his office to console the hearts of God's people. He convinces of sin. He illuminates and instructs but still the main part of his work lies in making glad the hearts of the renewed, the saved, the born again, in confirming the weak and lifting up all those that be bowed down. He does this by revealing Jesus to them. The Holy Spirit consoles, but Christ is the consolation. If we may use the figure, the Holy Spirit is the physician, but Jesus is the medicine. Uh, He heals the wound, but it is by applying the holy ointment of Christ's name and grace. He takes not of his own things, but of the things of Christ. So if we give to the Holy Spirit, the Greek name of Paraclete, as we sometimes do, then our heart confers on our blessed Lord Jesus the title of Paraclesis. If the one be the comforter, the other is the comfort. Now, with such rich provision for his need, why should the Christian be sad? Why should the, the Christian be sad? Now, with such rich provision for his need, why should the Christian be sad and desponding? The Holy Spirit has graciously engaged to be thy comforter. Doest thou imagine, O thou weak and trembling believer, that he will be negligent of his sacred trust? Doest thou suppose he has forgotten his business, or that he will fail in the loving office? Pardon me. Allow me to repeat that. The Holy Spirit has graciously engaged to be thy comforter. Doest thou imagine, O thou weak and trembling believer, that he will be negligent of his sacred trust? Canst thou suppose that he has undertaken what he cannot or will not perform? If it be his especial work to strengthen thee and to comfort thee, doest thou suppose he has forgotten 
his business or that he will fail in the loving office which he sustains towards thee. Nay, think not so hardly of the tender and blessed spirit whose name is the Comforter. He delights to give the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Trust thou in him, and he will surely comfort thee till the house of mourning is closed forever, and the marriage feast has begun. Amen and amen, Mr. Spurgeon. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you. Lord, for this powerful word. Thank you for using your holy word to bless us and to remind us. Thank you for using your servant, he being dead yet speaketh. It is absolutely amazing how you can work the miracle of using your servant who is already dead to be a, such a blessing to us today. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Pardon me, Lord, for this blessing. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, my beloved, we move over to the family verses. What I have dubbed the family verses. Or the family segment. And today we're going to read a portion of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, and if you take heed to the word of God, you will have victory in your married life. And that is, even if your spouse does not have victory. In fact, if your spouse could be lost. I know that uh, our sweet evangelicals do not like that kind of talk, but that's biblical talk. A wife can be happy in Jesus and even convert her husband who is lost if she's saved by her conversation, her character, her lifestyle before him. You can be cheerful and joyful as a Christian even if your spouse is lost. And that's how it ought to be. Even if you've got family members who are demon-possessed, you can be victorious. And if you want to be victorious... Uh, you, you need to understand this passage, victorious in your personal life, victorious in your family life. So let's get into it, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, 
as we continue, let's read a few verses that will help you to keep the devil out of your marriage and out of your family. Pardon me. And thus keep your marriage together and your family together. Now, let me just say to you as Christian people, if you are saved, if you're born again, or at least one of you is saved, uh, you need to understand the importance of family. And one of the greatest things that you can do with the help of God uh, is keep your family together until death do you part. Ask any divorced person. That's all, that's all, I, that's all I'm going to tell you to do. Uh, their greatest regret is the family being uh, divorced and uh, not being successful as far as staying together. The most painful thing you'll ever do is uh, divorce and uh, the family uh, goes different ways. And uh, it will eat at you for the rest of your life. And if you really don't keep your family together, it really does not matter how successful you are in other areas, quite frankly. Because that's going to weigh heavy on you. So what we're talking about here regarding the family is very important. Uh one of the beautiful Christ Christian actors out in Hollywood. And uh, this woman is a sweetheart. Her last name is Burr, B-U-R-E. You have seen her on uh, various shows um, and on a particular channel that plays, they start playing Christian, not Christian, but Christmas shows, of Hallmark Channel. You have, you have seen her on the Hallmark Channel. She's been in many shows. And um, you've seen her in a situation comedy as well. Uh, I forget the name right now. Uh, but her last name is Bure, B-U-R-E. She said the other day that the devil is attacking her family. And I, I am so thankful to God that she had the courage to say that because we have many Christians, so-called, and many evangelicals, so-called, who can't say that. And they know something's going on. There's something going on in that family, and it's not just them. The devil is seeking to destroy your family, your Christian family particularly. So you need to understand that and you need to read this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against the flesh 
and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, let me stop there once again. Uh, this is the problem in many marriages. And this is why I can predict that you're going to get a divorce if you don't understand this passage. If you don't take God's word seriously and you don't understand this passage right here, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, as many of you know, I am praying for my wife to get saved. Uh, she is religious, but lost. She's right here helping me in the ministry right now as I speak. Uh, you know, while we have been married now for over 34 years, there's no human reason why we should still be married. She's black Jamaican, I'm black American. Uh, everybody knows about the uh, prideful, stubborn, rebellious Jamaican woman. It's common knowledge. And uh, I have seen many good men, Jamaican men, who married a Jamaican woman and... Uh, uh, even pastors, and the, and the Jamaican woman for some reason uh, was not a good wife to the pastor and tried to tear down the ministry. And uh, but um, uh, I wanted to marry a Jamaican woman for sexual reasons, and um, and I'm glad I did for that reason because contrary to what you think. Uh, sex is a big part of marriage, my dear friends. I know my sweet evangelicals and my sweet Christian brethren and charismatic brethren and, and some Baptist brethren don't understand that and don't believe that. That's why uh, many of them are saying that they have an addiction to pornography because they're not getting any sex. Be that as it may, uh, she has not been a good wife, a good woman, or a good mother. Why? Well, she's not saved, so she has no defenses against the devil and the demons of hell other than me. And uh, I've been praying for one, probably one of the reasons why I pray without ceasing is because of her. I believe my wife is demon-possessed. Uh, and I believe my children, I believe she's demon-possessed. We have seen, especially when it comes down to serving the Lord and uh, doing these podcasts, preaching the gospel every day and things like that, the devil really uses her to try to hinder all of that. That's been the case for years, even before the children could help in the ministry. Uh, and I was planting a church uh, she would, on purpose, on Sunday mornings, mess up the programs. 
I checked, checked everything and made sure everything was right, and she would change the numbers to the hymns and other such demonic things. Uh, so this is what Mrs. Burr is talking about as well, how the devil is attacking her family. And, and the reason why we love her and I love her is because, and I'm looking up her name, I think it's Cameron something, uh, is because she, she's honest like that about Christianity. She's been honest about sex. How that some Christians act like they never heard of sex before. Candace Cameron Burr is her name. Candace Cameron Burr, 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 Burr or Burr, something like B U R E, says the enemy attacked her home. Okay? See, see she, she's a woman who is honest about real Christianity in real life. Uh, she gets frustrated with some Christians who act like they've never had sex before. They got all these babies, but they, they, they've never had sex before. And they don't they say anything about sex in the church and all of that. She's, she's, she's sick of that, and I am too. That's where we need to talk about it. And children need to know that this is a reality of life. And if they get married, that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be having babies, and there's nothing wrong with it. God made it that way. There's nothing nasty or dirty about it. And uh, and dre dressing up sexy for your husband uh, at the house, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what she was saying. And, and, and still, people, she got a backlash from our sweet evangelicals. And our sweet Christians, and yet some of these sweet evangelicals and, and sweet Christians are saying that they are uh, addicted to pornography. See, you, you, number one, you're not addicted. You're just choosing to do evil. That's all. No addiction. You're doing it on purpose. You, if you're saved, you can stop it. As I said about my wife earlier, uh, not being a good woman, not being a good wife, not being a good mother. If she were saved, she could stop it. She has no defenses against the devil. And the only way that you're going to survive in marriage and family today is you uh, need to understand this principle right here. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Stop thinking. The only reason why I can stay with my wife, because she wants to stay with me, the Bible says, therefore, let her stay. Uh, but the only way I can in peace and in joy and in cheerfulness, not because of her, but because of Jesus Christ, stay with her, is because I understand that it is the devil working through her. It's just not her. It's the devil working through her. And what she needs to do is get saved so that she can have the power of the Holy Ghost of God to resist the devil and say no to the devil and have a desire to pray without ceasing and to fight the good fight. Okay, and that goes not only for your spouse, it goes for your children too. See, 
you must understand that your family is not your real enemy. It's the devil behind your family. Uh, and, they, and, and the devil uses them as your real enemy. Okay? So that's, that's how you handle that. And if you don't understand this, then your, your marriage is going to be shot. Your family is going to be shot because the devil is going to constantly torpedo your family. That's a fact. All right, with that, I'm going to leave it until tomorrow, if the Lord should tarry his coming, and we live. Let's pray for other families. Holy Father God in heaven, we sincerely pray for all uh, families that do not know you as Savior have your Holy Ghost and all that you do to not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. Help us to do our part to witness to them and then Lord once they get saved they can apply your blessed Holy Word to their lives and to their marriages. And Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would revive all Christian marriages and families and help them to understand this. They don't need to be mad at their devilish mate. They need to be mad at the devil because he's the one behind it, uh, especially if that family is striving to serve you. And then, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people. Uh, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe. Pardon me, Lord, and Lord, I do pray uh, for all people who name the name of Christ. That you would have great mercy and grace upon such wretched people as we are. And please forgive us of our sins of disobeying the great commandment and the great commission help us to repent of our sins and to do your will we pray Lord also that you would help us as people who believe in Christ help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus Christ, in a real sense. Lord, uh, reclaim us from a backslidden situation. Some of us are backslidden, Lord, and have gotten away uh, from you, and we don't even realize it. Some of us have gotten so far away from you, we act like, and, and it seems as though we don't even know how to get back. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would reclaim us and revive us again. We also pray, Lord, for all people who are in the ministry of government, uh, 
from the president on down in our country and then around the world. We pray for the the peace of Jerusalem, and we pray for the salvation of all people who uh, are in the ministry of government. We pray for their salvation for those who are lost, for the revival of the saved. We pray that you'll cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who are crooked and who are not saved. That they will abide by the law and help us to abide by the law that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives. I thank you, Lord, for your law. I thank you for... government. And then, Lord, we pray for all people who are all Christians who are suffering persecution all around the globe. We pray, Lord, for the family of the person who was burned to death. Uh, The body was burned because they accused the person of blaspheming uh, their religion. Comfort that family over in Nigeria as only you can. We also pray, Lord, um, for some of the people who are by name, who are hurting from the mourning and the grieving of, of those who are left behind, from those who have died, and those who are sick from the coronavirus, which is getting worse again. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Florida bus driver Shirley Dugan, we pray for the family and friends of Florida teacher Catherine Schumann, we pray for the family and friends of Florida principal Bobby Rivers, we pray for the family and friends of Florida locksmith Kevin Hubbard, and we pray for the family and friends of Florida coach Wagner Lindsell Shell Jr. And Lord, we pray now for all prayer requests, all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. We pray that you will help them to pray, hear and answer their prayers, and hear and answer our prayers for them. We also, Lord, pray uh, for salvation, spiritual, family, and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical. Blessings upon the thousands that have sent in prayer requests down through the years and on these new people as well. And we thank you for the million of the thousands of answers to prayer uh, down through the years as well. And Lord, we pray uh, for Tammy and pray for a few by name. Please bless her with the money she needs. We pray for Jillian. Please give her guidance, direction, purpose. Show her what her calling is give her wisdom, confidence, support, and new opportunities regarding lifestyle and all relationships. Protect her from spiritual attacks. Deliver her from unclean spirits and uh, all curses. Help her to be closer connected to you. <coughs> Pardon me, Lord. We pray for uh, Pat. Please help him to quit. Uh, smoking and drinking, help him to look to you, read his Bible, pray, worship, and serve you wholeheartedly, and preach the gospel to others. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, for the people who have 
gotten saved, who have heard the gospel through uh, the preaching of the gospel from this pulpit all around the world. And we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved, the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. And we pray that you'll help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Tom, we pray for Zach, we pray for Saul, we pray for Ma, we pray for Nia as well. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. And we pray also for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray for Tim Hinn, Katrina, Derry, Ferdinand, and Cecil. Help all of these to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for our sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I have to go preach now the second coming chapel service. And uh, uh, I look for you there. If the Lord will so lead you, we'll be glad to have you. God bless you, my dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, him, Jesus Christ, should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. 
For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, 
that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on, I am the door, Jesus Christ said, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.